More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, Lost in Translation. Are you and someone you care about struggling to see eye to eye? We're going to help you break through the barriers to understanding and create stronger connection. 877-573-7825. It says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, the show is titled Lost in Translation. Are you and someone you care about struggling to see eye to eye, talking past each other, caught up in conflict, or maybe even avoiding each other because you're afraid of conflict? Mm. Well, we want to help you break... The barriers to understanding and help you create stronger connection in all the relationships in your life, especially those relationships where you are struggling to communicate effectively. The number, 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877 573 7825. Well, you know, we're all broken people in a broken world, so not one of us that's living right now has perfect relationships with everyone. So, are you and someone you care about having a hard time getting past your differences? Are arguments undermining your relationship? Are you tired of trying to avoid certain conversations or topics with someone because they always end up in a fight? Are you having a hard time getting someone to respect your faith, your beliefs, or your values? Is someone avoiding you because of a misunderstanding? Let us help you find ways to cultivate understanding and create real communion through effective communication. I don't know. I don't know about everybody else, but I think that several people flashed in front of my mind from my life, you know, from beginning to now that I've had those experiences with and and often I have been able to heal them through a lot of the stuff that we're going to be discussing today but there's always a challenge in our relationships and of course the closer we want to be the more we are called by God to be close to someone so a family member a dear friend the more we can trip over each other, the more we can have misunderstandings, get on each other's nerves, have disagreements, but we're not called to just stew in that. We're not called to just sit there and say, they're going to sit there in their wrongness and be wrong, and I'm going to be wonderfully justified in my rightness. We're called I, I actually kind of like that idea. <laughs> well, I think we why, all why like can't we do the that? idea. <laughs> but it doesn't really happen, and it's not very godly. We're called to really look at who we both are 
and how we can get to a place of communion with one another. Communion of thought and feelings and actual communion in our faith life. And so that is really what we're called to do. And I know you've got a lot of other things on your plate right now, but this is probably one of the biggest ones because no matter what we do, especially over you know particular seasons in our lives, if we are on the outs with someone, if we are struggling with someone, everything else just kind of gets rendered useless. So give us a call at 877-573-7825. We're talking about breaking through those barriers to communication. And so if you are thinking of somebody um, that you love, that you care about, um, that's close to you in some way, um, but that you're not getting along with as well as you'd like, either because conflict is undermining the connection that you have with them, arguments are coming up between you and that other person, misunderstandings have led to uh, kind of a breakdown in the relationship, or at the very least, um, a struggle to feel as close as you'd like to that person. We want to help you break through those barriers to effective communication and really cultivate stronger connection with all the people in your life, especially those people that are hard to understand uh, or that you you know just really don't see eye to eye with. The number again is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. If you're tuning in via the podcast, you can always send us your questions via email to questions at more to life radio that's the number two questions at more to life radio.com but we do love hearing your voice so give us a call at 877-573-7825 every day on more to life we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of saint john paul's theology of the body and for folks who aren't aware of what that is when saint john paul was pope He gave us a series of reflections over the course of about five years where he showed us how reflecting prayerfully on God's design and creation reveals a lot about God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that the primary work of building the kingdom of God involves building real communities of love between us and the people with whom we share our lives. Seeking to understand another person, especially when it's difficult, is what allows communication to become communion. Really listening to each other is hard. But if loving another person means helping them become everything God created them to be, then love begins with taking the time to really listen to each other so we know what each person needs to grow and to flourish. The more difficult a conversation is and the more important we feel it is to get our point across, the more important it actually is to listen to the other person's needs, concerns, and perception of what we're saying, as well as the reasons they're having a hard time hearing us. And that really can be hard, of course. So when we find ourselves experiencing any kind of communication breakdown, instead of just getting frustrated and either allowing that to escalate our emotional temperatures or walk away from the person, what we really need to be doing is turning to God and praying in the moment and saying something like, Lord, please give me your heart to love this person the way you want me to love them. 
Give me your ears to hear their concerns and give me the words that would help me really attend to their needs while communicating my own needs as well. And if I can make that my prayer, if we can reflect on that while we're in the conversation with the person, God can help us use every conversation to grow in virtues like self-control, respect, compassion, and love. We can cultivate understanding. And that's not just good for our relationships. It's actually, believe it or not, a spiritual exercise that helps us love each other as we love ourselves. Give us a call at 877-573-7825 and tell us, are you and someone you care about having a hard time getting past your differences? I think that your prayer right there, though, Greg, is so important to look at because the prayer that you just suggested to everyone is that God gives us the heart to love a person the way he would have us love them, to give give us his ears to hear their concerns, and to give the words, I think you said, to help attend to their needs. All of that is a receptive prayer. Very different than what we mostly do, which is God just fix this situation. Or God stop just helping make, them be so obnoxious. Yeah, make yeah. them stop <laughs> being so awful. Just, just fix this. Of course God will meet us where we are in some of that, but he needs us to cooperate with building communion with others. He needs us to cooperate in healing relationships. He needs us to be open to his voice to help us learn what to do and live virtue. And if you feel stuck, if you feel like you just haven't been able to get God to move in a relationship or you don't know what to do to fix it, we are here for you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877 573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your questions. In the name of the Father, Father, and and the the Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we bring to you all those people in our lives that we struggle to see eye to eye with those people where certain topics always escalate and cause conflict, those people who we care about but can't be as close to as we might like because of misunderstandings or disagreements or struggles to see eye to eye with respect to our faith or beliefs or values. We ask you, Lord, to please give us your heart to love them the way you want us to love them to give us your ears to hear their concerns and to give us the words that we can say that would both help us let them know that we want to attend to their needs and concerns while still respecting our own needs and concerns as well. Help us to break through the barriers of, of, uh, that are preventing us from communicating effectively so that we can build a stronger connection and live in the communion that your servant St. John Paul reminds us is both our responsibility to build and our privilege to enjoy. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the Father, Father, the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Lost in Translation. Are you and someone you care about struggling to see eye to eye? I mean, that could be your spouse, could be your kids, whether those are younger kids or adult kids. 
could be a sibling or a parent or any other family member or a friend. You know, the reality is relationships are hard. Effective communication is even harder. And if you and someone you care about are having a hard time getting past those differences, if you're feeling like you're avoiding that person because of the conflict that you have there, or you know, you're just not able to be as close to them because of the disagreements and the struggle to see eye to eye with regard to really anything, but especially faith or beliefs or values, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. With that, Lisa, who's our first question today? Our first question comes from Suzanne, who submitted it through questions at more2liferadio.com. For those of you who are listening to the podcast and want to do that, please know that the more to life is the number two. So it's questions at more2liferadio.com. And she puts in the subject line a very heartbreaking summary of what I'm about to read, which is, my son acts like he hates me. She says, I'm 63 years old and my son is 32. My son and I have had a contentious relationship since about his eighth grade year. This continues to this day. It is now being brought up to allow his wife of three years to see it. I don't know how to handle this. I have asked him to go to counseling many times and he refuses. My husband has spoken to him to no avail. I have PTSD from years of rejection and emotions. One of the things he will bring up is when he was young, he and his dad would do yard work, and my daughter and I would go off shopping. This is true, but certainly not an accurate depiction of our whole lives. He accused me in front of his wife of calling his wife's cousin a filthy word, and I don't recall that at all, and I know that word has never crossed my lips. I may have said something negative about her. This Thanksgiving, I told him I love him, but I don't really like him. I wish I would have said I don't like how he acts. I'm desperate as this behavior affects almost every family gathering. We need help. I'm going to view the relics of Padre Pio, and I will pray to him to enlighten me on my faults and help me. The background on me is that I'm a child of divorce, and my parents divorced when I was three, and I'm a very emotional person. Just about everything makes me cry, whether I'm happy or sad, and my son hates emotions. I have, and she goes on to say, I apologize for her typing because she fractured her hand, but that is the gist of her question, and that is Suzanne. All right, Suzanne, thank you so much for your uh, message, and uh, you know, it's, it's beautiful, and it's honest, and it's heartbreaking, and I want you to know that we're adding your family to our More to Life prayer list, um, and I want to thank you for your humility uh, and your willingness to kind of reflect on your responsibility in this relationship. I think as parents of adult kids, one of the things that we can do is get our backs up when our adult kids don't react to us the way we'd like them to. We feel like we're owed a better relationship instead of uh, needing to commit to working to build a better relationship. And so I, I want to thank you for your, your openness to reflect on yourself. And, yeah. you know, as you are praying about this, especially, you know, doing those devotions that you described, one of the things that comes out to me, you know, it, it, I, I wonder if it's not so much that your son doesn't like emotions, but rather something a little bit different that's related. When, when we as adults, you know, especially as parents, okay, when, when we have big feelings, what often happens is our kids feel like they have to take care of us. 
you know, it, it's really supposed to be our job to teach our children how to manage their big feelings so that they can feel safe. Because feelings are scary. I mean, you, you described that sense yourself, you know, when you talk about having PTSD because of all the, the, the things that you've been through, especially with your son, and, and you talk about you know, your struggle with the, your big feelings. Mm -hmm. They can be intimidating and they can be scary. Uh, and even more so for kids. Um, and when a mom or dad struggles with their own big feelings, kids can sometimes feel unsafe be because they're not getting the support they need to deal with their emotions and because they feel like we're making it their job to take care of us, even if we're not doing that consciously or intentionally. Uh, that's the implicit message that gets conveyed. And I'm wondering if that's really not what's going on here. You know, when when you, you you gave the example of you know your 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 son and his dad doing yard work while you and your daughter uh, went out shopping, and and you're saying you know that doesn't typify your whole life, and I believe that I understand that. I I think that your son isn't so much complaining about that specific example as he is kind of pointing to the the deeper dynamic behind the thing, where where there's a certain sense that you were able to connect with your daughter in ways that he wishes he could have connected with you. And one of the things that I think is getting in the way of that is your own struggle with your big feelings. And I would suggest to you then, as a first step toward healing the relationship, getting, you know, if your son won't join you in counseling, go yourself. Absolutely. So start learning how to manage those feelings more effectively so that you can have a conversation with him without bursting into tears, you, as you were describing. So you that, really owe that to yourself. I mean, you're saying you've gone through this kind of pain and PTSD since your parents divorced when you were three. And the fact that you are sensitive and you cry when you're happy or you cry when you're sad is not evil. Your feelings are beautiful. Your sensitivity is beautiful. But when they're completely informed by trauma and pain, it can be a lot, a lot for you and you need to heal that. And also a lot for a child growing up thinking, I have to try to handle all this. I have to try to to heal mom or figure out a way to be with mom. And that is, is difficult. But even in our later years, we really do want a relationship with our parents, a whole relationship, a healed relationship with our parents. So I agree with you wholeheartedly, Greg, for your own sake, pursue counseling for yourself and then, you know, see as you make the, that progress if you can bring him along. And specifically with the goal of, of developing better what's called self-regulation, emotional regulation. Yeah. That's not stuffing your feelings. It's, it's being able to listen and feel your feelings, but respond to them in ways that, that say that you are in control of yourself and you are taking care of yourself. Now, the, the follow-up to that is that the second most important thing is going to be listening to your son, like we're talking about today, um, which is the hardest thing in the world to do when I, when a kid is critical of us, um, you know. But 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 really, kind of taking some time to be able to say, "Listen, I really want to understand why you feel that it's so hard to be in a friendship, in a friendly relationship with me. I want to I want to understand it. Would you mind taking some time to write out your thoughts?" And either send me an email or send me a letter and just, just, just describe what you feel like it's like to be in a relationship with me. And, and don't hold back. I, I really want to know 
whatever your thoughts and feelings are. And that's going to be hard to receive that. But I, one of the reasons I wanted to write it out is so that you can look at it in pieces, you know, and digest it a sentence or paragraph at a time. And and just when you when you if he does if he's willing to do that and you do get the note, just write him back and say, listen, I'm I, I'm I'm I want to take some real time with this, um, so so don't think I'm ignoring you, but I, I promise to get back to you. But I'm gonna I'm gonna really sit with it, kind of sentence by sentence, and pray through this because I really want to be able to hear what you're trying to tell me. And I may even take this into counseling and process it with someone so that I'm not just reacting from my feelings, but I've really processed this in a way that shows you that I value your input. Okay, so start with those two steps, and I'd also like you to check out our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Our Adult Sons and Daughters. It's available at catholiccounselors.com, where you can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice if you'd like to find someone to talk with about finding faithful answers to these challenging situations. Thanks so much for the uh, message. Uh, Suzanne. And with that, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're talking with Bill Donahue of the Theology of the Body Institute and taking more of your calls about overcoming those barriers to effective communication in our show titled Lost in Translation. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. Have you ever been so grief-stricken and so heart-sick that you can't see God? You can't see God in the tragedy. You can't see God in that cross. You can't see God in that situation. You're enveloped in that grief. You're enveloped in fear. And God is out the window. You don't see Him standing right next to you. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord, Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today our show is titled Lost in Translation as we talk about those breakdowns in communication between you and the people you care about. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. We'll help you find grace-filled ways to overcome those communication barriers and build a stronger connection. Joining us right now, Bill Donahue from the Theology of the Body Institute. Hey, Bill, welcome to More to Life. 
Good morning to you both, Dr. Greg and Lisa. Great to be with you. Well, thanks for joining us. And you wanted to talk a little bit about what the theology of the body can teach us about the relationship between communication and communion. Yeah, this this topic of yours this morning really is the centerpiece, this is a bold statement, of, I think, John Paul II's whole pedagogy or teaching. He was so laser-focused on the dignity of the human person, and he would always talk about the call for us to, be, to form a communion of persons. He understood that communion is very different from communication. Communication is just the transfer of information, right? But in the realm of persons, which was, again, his lodestar, we have the sharing not of just information, but we have transformation because people are called to love. The massive difference. And I think today our culture is obsessed with the communication devices we're constantly holding in our hands. Even now I'm holding my mm. phone talking to you. But the end goal is the sharing of hearts. It's a whole quantum leap above all the gadgets we, we surround ourselves with. And it's funny because the, the more we surround ourselves with those instruments that are supposed to help us connect, the less connection we tend to feel. What would, what would you say are some initial steps that we could take to kind of step away from that tendency to lean on, on those devices so much and instead build actual face-to-face -face connection? Yeah, the data's in. I mean, in the past decade or so, we've seen with the increase of communication devices, a decrease in actual communion. There's more depression, more isolation, more loneliness. I, I kind of have this little uh, mantra I try to live by. When in the presence of another person, drop the phone. Right? Person trumps phone every single time. They trump every gadget <laughs> we've got. Because here is an unrepeatable image of God in the visible world, this unique personality and they're, they're an absolute treasure for us. John Paul II has often said that every person is a gift for us, and God has gifted us with people. He says we would be in grave danger if we're unable to recognize the richness in each human person. So if you're talking to somebody on a phone and somebody steps into your space and says, good morning, just say, can you hold a second? I have a real living icon of the God right in front of me. I'll get back to you in a minute. <laughs> You know, it's such a, a thing, you know, so much of what St. John Paul II taught us will unveil itself and grow and, and go come into fruition over time. And we really need this message, you know, that people are the icon of the living God. Let's, let's put down those devices and really build that communion, as rough as it may seem sometimes. Great insights, Bill. Thanks for being with us. And if folks would like to learn more about your good work, I ask them to go to tobinstitute.org. And we are taking your calls, folks, about overcoming those communication breakdowns today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Back in a minute. Father Benedict Groeschel. I usually am operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident, immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails, 50,000. And they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them. I'm delighted, but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful 
the sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful, came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. The AP is now saying that news people cannot refer to pregnancy resource centers as pregnancy resource centers or crisis pregnancy centers. They have to refer to them as anti-abortion centers because we're misleading the public by saying that they're offering resources, apparently. It is about consistently putting forth a culture of death, do anything you want sexually, being extremely woke every time you turn around. This is more proof that all they care about is their own agenda. And they're doing this to their own demise. If you look at the ratings, for example, of CNN, if you look at the subscription rates, right, of various newspapers, whether it's online or still hard copy in in print, continuing to decrease. And yet they do not care because it's about the agenda. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. When a close friend does something to offend you, do you usually assume they meant to be mean? Or instead, do you assume the offense was unintentional? Well, research finds that happily married couples tend to give each other the benefit of the doubt, an outlook that relationship experts call a positive intention frame, because it involves framing offensive actions in the best possible light. These couples assume that most of their spouse's offensive actions stem from miscommunication or misunderstanding, not from bad intentions. Now, having a positive intention frame doesn't mean excusing offensive behavior. Happy couples address bad behavior directly, but they do it in a way that assumes the best about their spouse and lets them save face. Instead of criticizing their spouse, they might complain about the spouse's behavior. See the difference? Criticisms frame the person as the problem. Complaints frame the behavior as the problem. When a couple consistently adopts this attitude about each other, it makes it easier for them to bring up issues, and more likely that those issues can be resolved with a minimum of drama. Get more tips for nurturing a happy marriage in our book, For Better Forever, A Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage, or if you'd like more personalized, faith-filled help, visit catholiccounselors.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled Lost in Translation. Are you and someone you care about struggling to see eye to eye, talking past each other, caught up in conflict? Maybe you're even avoiding each other because you want to avoid creating even more tension. Whatever the situation is, we want to help you find ways to cultivate understanding and create real communion through effective communication. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Tell us about what's coming between you and that person you care about. Is it a difference in faith or beliefs or values? Just struggling because you have a difference of opinion about things or or just a real misunderstanding about what was said or done and you're not sure what next steps you can take to heal the relationship well again give us a call at 
7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Whether that's someone you have to share your life with every day and you're finding that you're coming up against barriers with each other, stumbling blocks with each other, or it's those people you have to see at particular times of the year, holidays, birthdays, graduations, you know, we never think that those things are going to come around again, right? Once they're passed, Thanksgiving's never coming around again. Graduations are never coming around again. Christmas is never coming around again. In our minds, we just say, I'll deal with it when that thing gets here, if it gets here. Well, it gets here. So we need to deal with it because God wants healing in our lives and our relationships. So let's talk about it today and give you some brand new skills and a whole bunch of God's grace. If you give us a call on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Before we take our next question, we want to send out congratulations to another member of the EWTN radio family. Our Lady of Victory, KVIO in Lubbock, Texas, is celebrating nine years with us. Congratulations, John Metzger and everyone at KVIO in Lubbock, Texas, from your friends at EWTN Radio. And we just ask listeners, wherever you're tuning in to EWTN, make sure you're supporting your local EWTN Catholic radio station so that we can keep serving you every day and helping you live a more faithful and abundant life. We are taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825. The show today is titled Lost in Translation. Are you and someone you care about struggling to see eye to eye, talking past each other, or just caught up in conflict in general? We want to help you break through those barriers to understanding and help you create stronger connection. The number again, 877-573-7825. By the way, in terms of... uh, building those communication channels i wanted to let you know about uh, two resources actually uh, one tonight uh, today is tuesday if tuesday if today is tuesday 11:28 where you are <laughs> then tonight at 7 p.m. eastern 6 central lisa and i are hosting our monthly live Q&A through catholichom.com. All of our subscribers can join us tonight for free. Uh, It's an opportunity to ask parenting questions, to talk about raising a faithful family, and in particular tonight we're focusing on how to take advantage of the graces of Advent to have a better family by Christmas. And you can check that out if you go to catholichom.com and become a member today. The first month is absolutely free, and you can join us tonight for the Catholic Home Live Q&A. There are definitive graces that come with such a holy season, but they don't just land on us and change everything. We actually, as you're saying, Greg, have to take advantage of them, work with them, And then we can truly have a wonderful, holy, healed relationship with those people in our lives. It's what God truly wants for us. He loves us, and he wants to help us love one another better. So, if you want to do that, give us a call today at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. 7825. Let's go now to Martha, who's listening to EWTN Radio in California on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Martha. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Um, yeah. How do you get along with somebody who lies all the time? This is my mother. 
just lies all the time and then fabricates, like just goes back into her memory and fabricates things because you know she's doing that because she, every time she tells you about it, it's different. The, the story is different, you know. So how, how do you reckon with that? That, that is really painful, and not only yeah. is it painful, it hurts, um, so much. it hurts terribly, and it also yeah. makes you feel a little crazy, because you yeah. grow up with someone who's constantly telling you a different version of the truth, and you don't know when you can trust them, and when you can't trust them, and it can cause yeah. all sorts of lifelong fears and avoidances in us when we have to deal with that. A couple oh of questions, Martha. Number- yes. Yeah. 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 So, so first, first, let me ask: um, Is this a long-standing problem between the two of you, or is this something that's been yes. more recent? Yes. Long, long-standing. But, you okay. Know, now, you know, it's the holidays, and so, like, I, I, I tend to like avoid her, which is not right. But I, every time I'm around her, I, it takes days for me to put myself back together because sure. everything she says also has a slant of belittling. You know, like yes. somehow okay. competing with me or showing that she's better at something than I am or I don't know. I mean, she doesn't. And now tell me, Martha, like, what, so what kind of contact do you have with her now? Like what, what sort of, you know, time do you spend together? Uh, how often um, do you see holidays, her? Just, just give me a sense of um, every week or so. I'll call her on the phone and then put myself back together for a couple of days. And <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's difficult. Of course. Oh, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And and I'm so yeah. sorry that you went through this as a child. I'm so sorry that it is continuing now. And it can make you just feel so off kilter in so many Thank areas you. of your life. Thank and you. And it can really make you be very afraid of adult relationships. Because, you know, one oh, person yeah. lies to you and you just want to get rid of them forever. But I want Uh to assure you of one thing, Martha, before we talk about anything else, this is not your fault. Okay, this is not your fault. And I need to say that so clearly, because those of us who have gone through this, especially with a mother, but with any parent or anybody who's been close to us, we can have that gnawing question that I believe Satan puts in our minds that says, if I had just done something differently, she would have loved me completely. She would have been truthful with me. She would have put me before her. She would have, she would have, she would have, if I had just been a better child, a different child, behaved differently, blah, 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 blah. It's all lies. This is not your fault. Um, yeah, and, and so that's a really important point to take to, take to heart. And um, it's also not going to be possible for you to fix it. Right, because that's the other thing that that that's people in your position exactly. um, can fall into that feeling like you know I have to find the right buttons to push to get my mom to acknowledge my story or to affirm my understanding of the situations um, Be- because we think in the back of our heads it's somehow our fault, then we think if I could just change, then it will be better. Well, or if, I could get, like or if I could get them to agree with me, then my feelings or my ideas or my thoughts would have value. Yeah, I'd be affirmed. Um, and, and, and so it's, it's really important to give up on that. Um, and as, as heartbreaking as that sounds, that's where the freedom comes from. Because um, you know, the person, you know, the, your mom in this situation, 
um, this is her way of keeping you connected. It's a very unhealthy thing, but it's like um, some people's love language is criticism. Your mom's love language is confusion. You know, by, by keeping you confused, by keeping you disoriented, she gets to keep you in her orbit. She doesn't have healthy ways to build this relationship with you. And so she relies on this really unhealthy pattern to keep you coming back to her and staying in that relationship. But by you participating in that, it actually rewards this unhealthy behavior and it's destructive to her and to you. Mm. You know, when you said earlier, you find yourself avoiding her and that's not right. It's also not wrong. Um, you know, it, it's it's not right to the degree if you're doing it unintentionally and kind of reactively because that doesn't actually help you or her. It just causes you to live in constant fear um, and it doesn't send a clear message to your mom. But it's also not wrong in the sense that you do need to set clear boundaries around this relationship because you shouldn't have to spend days putting yourself back together again after an interaction with her. And so I, what, what I want you to do actually is prayerfully reflect on how much contact do you think you could have with your mom um, and not have to spend days putting yourself back together? So for instance, you know, could you do a weekly call where you just said, hey mom, how are you doing? And you just sort of listened with one ear uh, you know, uh, to, keep, to, to keep some kind of connection and make sure she was at least healthy and safe. When, and and then I, after five minutes, you have, to, you have to get off the phone. And let's talk about that for a minute because that's important. And I'm sure, Martha, you and other people who have gone through this are thinking one thing right now as you hear what we're saying but we have to honor our mother and father it says so in scripture honoring your mother and father means working for their good and as greg was saying here by letting her pull you into this loop you're not actually working for her good or doing anything that's healing her it's not your job to heal her but you have to invite her into that in a different way we'll talk about that in a second but it's also not about falling all over yourself to get their approval to always let them know that you love them even if they're you know lying all the time it's about doing what you just said greg right to know what it will take to keep her healthy and safe as an adult doing that and then working on your own mental health and well-being is actually honoring and 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 limiting and and so limiting your relationship to the interactions that you can tolerate, and not necessarily enjoy, but tolerate, right? Um, without having to put yourself back together the rest of the day, much less days days following, right? So now you might say, well, gosh, I wouldn't have much of a relationship with her at all. That's okay, um, because what that does is it sends a very clear message that there's something wrong. And then when your mom complains about it, you can say, look, mom, I would love to be closer to you. But here is this pattern that I've noticed, and, and I've tried to address it with you, and when I bring it up, you just kind of ignore me. And if that's the way you want to be, that's fine. But this is as close as I can get to you when you're like this. And if you'd like to, you'd like me to be closer, then I need you to work on that part of yourself so that we can be, be together without me having to feel like I have to spend days putting myself back together again. And then and at which point she says, oh, Martha, that's ridiculous. It's not that way at all. That's not how I see it. And you don't listen to any of that. You, you, you've said your message and you've given her the invitation to be in relationship with you. If she wants to choose kind of her destructive behavior over that relationship she's free to do that that's sad but she's free to do it and you can just kind of say you know mom this is exactly what i'm talking about i love you i'll talk to you next week i gotta go bye and then that's it right and you're done 
So it's not, it's not, I have to stay on the phone for hours trying to convince my mom to see things the way I do or try to make sense out of her nonsense. It's, it's, you know, you, you, you set the boundaries that keep you safe, but still enable you to maintain some kind of connection so you can make sure that she's physically safe and healthy and, and having her needs attended to. Um, but then you set, but then if she complains about those boundaries you've set, then you can bring up what needs to happen to let the relationship grow better. And if she chooses to not do that, that's really on her. You've given her the invitation. This, by the way, I mean, and regular listeners have heard us say this, this, by the way, is, is exactly the way Jesus approached, for example, the rich young man who came to him and said, hey, I, I, wanna, I, I follow the commandments. I want a deeper relationship with God. What do I do? And Jesus says, sell all that you have, give the money to the poor, and come and follow me. And the guy walks away sad. Now, Jesus didn't Run after, run down the street, chasing him down, and saying, "Wait, wait, I didn't really mean it." Or, please, or, you please, know, please love me. Please follow me. Please be part of my choose crew. Choose me, pick no. me. No, you know, he, yeah. he, he, Jesus he, was not a pick me guy. No, uh, you know, he 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 didn't say, "Well, well let's just start with ten percent, and we'll go from there." You know, he he said, "Look, this is what it would take to have the relationship that you say you want with me," and then he let the guy choose whether he really wanted that relationship or not. Same thing that we are allowed to do that in our relationships with the intention of making them healthier. I mean, if that guy came back the next day and said, you know, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I needed to think about it, but, but I'm ready to follow you now. Jesus would have accepted him in the same way if your mom came back to you next week and said, you know, Martha, I didn't want to hear it when you said it, but I've really prayed about it and, and I really see the wisdom in what you're saying and I don't completely get it, but I want to work on it, that you'd take her back, right? But, but you have to give her that opportunity to see what she's choosing that she can either choose you or she can choose her crazy, but she can't have both. Um, and, and so by giving and setting those boundaries, you're working for her good and yours. Now let's talk about how you can set this boundary, Martha. So you talk to her on this once a week. When you need to get off, you say, all right, mom, I'll talk to you and give her a date and a time and really make it a regular thing. You know, every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock or whatever works for you. If she doesn't show up, if she doesn't answer the phone, you don't worry about it. I mean, you can shoot her a text or an email and say, hey, are you alive? I just want to know you're alive and you're safe. But don't, A, don't let her call whenever she just wants to. You know, call me sometime next week, Mom, because you won't be prepared. You won't have done the mental and spiritual work to be ready for it. So you set a date and a time, you keep to that, and you keep to the time limit that keeps you from going down that rabbit hole of feeling miserable and if you do need to work with somebody for healing in this please do that because martha this isn't your fault and there is healing for you yeah if you'd like to to learn more about faithful ways to set these boundaries and protect yourself as well as work for your mom's good don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com we'd be happy to pick up this conversation and really walk you the rest of the way through that healing process but thanks so much for your call i do hope these suggestions we've made here on the call will give you some clarity about the best way to interact with your mom moving forward and we're taking your calls at 877-573-7825 on our show titled Lost in Translation. You know, are you and someone you care about struggling to see eye to eye? Are you talking past each other or caught up in conflict? Maybe you are, you know, not, more, not just not seeing eye to eye, but, but really struggling to connect in any meaningful way because of these disagreements or this conflict between the two of you. Give us a call. We'll help you find faithful ways to respond to those challenges at 
7825. As we head out for our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Psalm 133, verse 1. How good and pleasant it is when people live as one. And it's true. It is good and pleasant. Uh, but, <laughs> but most but, of us but, are going, yeah, right. But it's not easy. It's not, but it's not easy. And, and you know, so the, the question, you know, especially in a challenging relationship like the one we were just talking about with our previous caller, um, we have to kind of ask ourselves, what would it take for this relationship, this difficult relationship we're in, to be um, a little gooder and more pleasant, so to <laughs> speak, right? You know, what boundaries do I need to set? so that I don't have to spend the rest of my life putting myself back together again, so that we can at least create the potential for greater communion and connection. Uh, and so it's not always just about being nice and, and, and tolerating the offenses. I mean, sometimes we do need to bear wrongs patiently, but that tends to be more in relationships where a person is aware of the things that they do uh, and that they're willing to reflect on their own behavior so that they can work for our good. Uh, when that person isn't capable of it, then we need to set those boundaries. And in, in either case, we're working toward a relationship that can be good and pleasant and, and, and build that communion through conversation. With that, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we are continuing to take your calls about effective communication and overcoming conflict on our show titled Lost in Translation. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. We'll be back with more of your questions right after this. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak from More to Life. Would you like to have a better family life by Christmas? Join us Monday, December 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, for our free webinar, A More Peaceful Family by Christmas, A Catholic Parent's Guide to Advent. In Advent, we're called to make more room in our heart. Discover how the grace of Advent can help you celebrate the loving, faithful family life God wants for you. And it's free. Just register at catholichom webinar. That's catholichom webinar. See you there. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with a book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And our show today is titled Lost in Translation as we talk about 
overcoming those barriers to effective communication. Let's talk now with Christine, who's listening to EWU in New York on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Christine. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us? Oh, yes. Hi. I love your program. I was calling because I'm I'm married 19 years with seven children, and I've been trying to work on the barrier of communication uh, with my husband. I don't have, like, Catholic therapy, and I can't afford it. And um, I just feel like my hands are tied because my children and I are suffering greatly. Now, you told our screener that the marriage is abusive. Uh, do you, do you, how do you mean that? Um, yeah, like, just like financially and emotionally, um, kind of, um, my husband is totally like shut down to the needs of the kids and I, and, um, as far as like the NFP, he's not open to following the church like that. So I just, you know, I'm, I'm working on separating and, um, yeah, I, I guess I don't know how to get communication with him, I guess at this point. Well, I mean, the, you know, in the dynamic that you're describing, you you can't um, because, you know, the relationship works for him right now, right? Um, all he has to do is yell or scream or, or just even, you know, insist that this is the way it has to be. And, and there's a dynamic in your household where you just kind of give in. Um, and as long as that dynamic exists, he doesn't have to communicate with you because he'll, he know he's pretty confident he's going to get what he wants in the end. Um, and I'm not, by the way, I'm, I want to be clear, I'm not blaming you for that. I understand the pressure that you're under, uh, and it's horrible. And I'm sorry that that's your experience. That that's, And I'm glad to hear that you, you're trying to get the strength to create some, put some boundaries in this relationship, even if uh, necessary to separate, because it sounds very, very unhealthy the way you're describing it anyway. And the Catechism even talks about, in cases like this, that, that, that separation from bed and table can be appropriate. Um, I would encourage you, I know that you said you can't afford it, I would encourage you to try to seek professional help for yourself at least, to learn how to set more effective boundaries here, uh, because, it, and, and setting a boundary does not mean talking to him. You know, setting a boundary set means respecting your, your kind of, your dignity and autonomy by saying, you know, I'm not going to participate in this, whatever this might be, whether that's a, an unhealthy argument or inappropriate advances from him. Um, you know, if if he won't do NFP, um, uh, saying then I can't be with you intimately, and you have the right to do that. If you feel like you're being used in this situation, if you're being treated as an object, not just sexually, but in every other way, you have absolutely every right to set boundaries on that and to say no. And you're also working for his good because if he's objectifying you, he's objectifying himself, and so it is your call to work for his good by living as holy a life as you can. So. So the key here, Christine, is not trying to convince him to be a partner with you or to work on making the marriage better or to talk him into respecting you. It's, it's setting boundaries with your actions, not your words. And those boundaries that, that say, I, I cannot participate in these unhealthy interactions. This is what a healthy interaction would look like. I'm willing to do that, but I'm not willing to do this. And that uh, being able to, to pull that off almost always requires working with somebody who can really coach you through it. So I would really ask you to look for local resources that work on sliding scales, um, but that can enable you to find uh, effective ways to use your actions to set boundaries instead of just your words. That's all the time we've got, unfortunately, for today's program. Thanks so much for being with us. If you'd like to learn more about ways to set those healthy boundaries and create stronger communion through communication, 
Check out the resources we have for you at CatholicCounselors.com, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life. Learn more at CatholicCounselors.com. And get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there's so much more to life. With Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.